بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته مرحبا بكم أهلا وسهلا This is Ziad Abu Zaid and this is I guess another shot at my short thoughts um, One of the things that came up often during my times playing tennis in particular were how do you want to do what you want to do to get to where you want to go. So after my coach established with me that I wanted to, if nothing else, at least be good at tennis or at least know what I'm doing so that I can have success, whether it be professional level or, or any lower than that, um, a lot of what came after was trying to get into my head, how am I going to do it? Or at least when I'm on the court, how do I expect myself to make it happen? And when I'm off the court, how do I prepare myself to make it happen on the court? And a lot of it came down to just understanding what was going to work and what was not going to work. And with him, he was a, he was a big uh, computer dude. Um, so he was all into stats and programs and all that. But he liked to take statistics of all my matches and show me basically uh, what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong. And in his, uh, with his uh, spreadsheets, he would color code them and show me how it seemed that, you know, I would go for one particular shot that I guess, you know, uh, subjectively made me feel good, but objectively was costing me more than it was helping me. And so, you know, he had to... It really drilled into my head to play smart tennis. And the first part of playing smart tennis was understanding what was tennis. Or rather, what are you doing, at least. So, you know, in tennis, you're hitting a fuzzy yellow ball again, back and forth over a net. You have a bunch of lines that are boundaries uh, for, for you to hit into. And there's a net um, that goes across the court, and that's... You know, at the very basic level, that's pretty much it. But there, it gets a lot more complicated when you want to actually do something with it. Um, like as an example, then it's a little bit lower in the center than at the ends. So a very basic, you know, observation from that is if you're hitting over the center of the net, you don't have to hit as high compared to hitting uh, near the ends of the net. Um, the net is a the rather the the court is a long rectangle. Um, so with basic geometry, if you hit the ball forward, the ball goes toward the player, your opponent. But if you hit the ball at an angle, the ball's running a little bit away from the player. And so if they have to get it, they have to run a little bit longer, um, or a little bit further rather, uh, because again, the ball is going away from them. So you, you, hitting at angles was... Um, a, safe, a safer, aggressive option than hitting straight down the middle or straight down a line, uh, completely forward. Um, a lot of it, and stuff like, okay, so if you are, if you're hitting, you know, three or four shots cross court, and it takes your opponent on average three or four shots to either make a mistake or hit something that was attackable for you, then all you need to do is is keep yourself afloat for three, four shots. You don't have to 
you know, start trying to blast him off in two. Um, you know, he, one of the things he he would always get on my case about was um, understanding the physics on the court. So he would say something along the lines of, "Hey, if if I t- if I took you over on on a building and held you out off the side of a building, and I let you go, and I said, okay, walk." What would happen? And I would say, well, you'd fall down. And he would say, okay, why are you falling down? And, you know, eventually he would nudge it at me, oh, because of gravity. And so he said, so if you understand that you can't defy gravity walking on air, what makes you think you can defy gravity and physics on the court? Because every ball you hit, it's going to go down. Once you let go of it, it's going to go, it's going to start to be pulled down. And it's your responsibility to make sure it goes over the net before that happens. And so a lot of it came down to what did I think was going to happen versus what's actually going to happen. Or what did I envision would happen. There's the disconnect. So, I, you know, I would, I, would hit, I would hit the ball, you know, really hard, really low, really flat. Because that's what, you know, that's what it looked like, you know, the, the pros were doing. And... You know, in tennis, if you miss, you lose the point. And so there was a lot of, there was a lot, it was a big struggle trying to get that through my head. Not just like at a conceptual level, but, you know, making it happen under pressure. You know, looking at, taking, taking, you know, taking the time to look at myself and say, what's going to work, what's not going to work. Um, and there's, there's plenty of other, other uh, disadvantages to hitting low and flat without any, um, Without any discretion, um, biggest thing is you know, low hard flat shots are very easy to redirect, and so even if you hit something that looks good, it there's no guarantee. There's not really any guarantee that it's gonna be the shot that's gonna make your opponent miss. If nothing else, at a higher level, especially, it's gonna it's very easy for them just to hit it right back, and not and not only hit it back but change the direction, make you have to run, and so there is. All the stuff that in my head that I, I thought was gonna make me succeed, but when I had when I had my coach, for example, just you know kind of call me out on it and have me look at his spreadsheets and all the color coded mistakes that I made and see that I just see a sea of red um, on on my on my point tracker and whatnot, um, it put things in perspective. You know, I had to I had to re- reevaluate what was I doing and why was I doing it? Um, and really having the discipline to stick to the game plan. Not not just accept the game plan, but stick to the game plan and make it my own, so to speak. So it wasn't just something that, you know, it was a script that, that I had. Um, you know, if they hit this, you hit this. Because you don't, you don't have time to think like that. You know, you're going to, you're basically, you're just going to react to, you know, your training and, and your emotions. Um, you know, if your emotions are out of whack, then your game will be out of whack. Um, and, you know, having having all the external pressure um, makes things difficult. So say, for example, you have pressure from your parents to, you know, win this match or look good at least, or else, you know, something will happen. You'll get grounded or you'll get, you know, yelled at or whatnot. Um, all these external factors um, make things more complicated than they have to be. Um, but when you look at it, it, it comes down to, at the end of the day, based on 
the configuration of the tennis court, the size of it, the shape of it, how high the net is, how many serves do you get, you know, what are the rules. Based on the rules, there's a, there's a recipe for success. And it doesn't, it, there's no cookie cutter formula per se. Because again, all these, you know, there's many professional tennis players, many have varying levels of success, and, all, you know, even the guys at the highest level. You know, you got the big three, you got Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic. Um, they each have very distinctive gameplays, or rather styles, but they all have, you know, boatload of grand slams. And it is it, it's not necessarily the style itself, it's how do you work with what you have. So in their case, they're all playing tennis, they're all playing under the same rules, same constraints, and they're keeping themselves within the boundaries of, the, of, the, of, the, of, the, of those constraints. Um, and this, you know, this came down to, uh, this came down similar to what was I going you know, with this? You know, if I wanted to play tennis and then I wanted to, uh, you know, at least, you know, work with the boundaries and constraints, um, and find my expression that way, rather than kind of imagine that, you know, the, there are no rules per se. Um, and that ended up having... I ended up having a similar experience, um, you know, after I accepted Islam, um, I had a, you know, very basic idea of, um, at least for myself, you know, why did I accept it? Um, and a very fuzzy idea of, okay, how do I go about it? The very first, um, English, um, English Quran that I read, because, you know, I, um, back then my Arabic wasn't, wasn't that basically non-existent and it's somewhat existent now but back then i remember in the introduction uh, or rather you know in the publisher had like a you know little intro or whatnot um to the quran and they mentions it mentions something along the lines of you know the quran is timeless it gives us principles to live by but one sentence that stood out to me was it doesn't tell you how to how to uh how to specifically act in those principles per se but it gives you guidelines and i think i think the intention i don't know if it, you know alam, but um the intention was probably to make it a little more pal- palpable pal- palpable to um whoever's reading it if they weren't you know if they're probably looking for something to looking for a reason to not go along with it um you know looking looking back now i can that's kind of not really a, an accurate statement um, because the Quran doesn't not only, you know, does not only relate to, um, you know, what to do or rather what your goals are, where do you want to go, but how to go about it. Um, and you know, the first say, let's see, first couple of months as, as a Muslim, um, you know, I, 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 I had starting to get, I still have a fuzzy idea. Um, you know, there's the basics of, you know, praying, fasting, um, you know, the, the five pillars and whatnot. Um, and those are all, you know, f- you know, fairly easy. They're fairly easy to grasp, but, um, a lot of, I guess the details are a little more finer than that, um, ended up, um, you know, needing, need, you know, having a little journey myself. Like I remember the, like, again, one of the things I was that, uh, I kind of got from that, uh, sentence in that intro the very first time before you started reading the quran was okay maybe i don't maybe i don't have to pray the five times you know the the salat five times a day because that was kind of like what i was 
trying to, to get away with. Um, you know, one of the things that I already kind of had in my mind was, okay, um, I'm believing in, in this, but, you know, I don't necessarily want to identify myself as a Muslim or get away with, you know, I want to be able to get away with, you know, not doing all the stuff, which at the time, I guess I felt as, um, not necessary. Like, you know, the, the, the age old, uh, you can call the troll question of, Oh, why is it five times? Why not six or seven or eight? You know, why doesn't that, why can't I just do it once a day? Or why can't I just like, you know, meditate or have a constant state of, of prayer, quote unquote. Um, so that, that's kind of like my, what I came into, um, when I first tried to read the Quran, one to, you know, to, to get a sense of it, but at the same time, um, to see how I could justify my beliefs or justify my, my, uh, what would you call it? It's like a preconceived notion of, of what I wanted to do, uh, beforehand. And, um, you know, and one of the things that happened that I ended up, you know, finding myself challenged that, um, you know, if I was being pulled toward belief and again, in my, in my heart, I was, I was trying to, to see how much I can get away with, you know, mainly because, um, I think the big motivation, big, I guess you can say, uh, motivation behind it was trying to, um, avoid getting, uh, avoid getting, uh, into confrontations with, with my parents. You know, they, they were not, uh, not good with Islam. Um, so, you know, even though I was believing it, I would say, okay, how can I kind of get the best of both? You know, where, where you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I avoid confrontation over being Muslim but at the same time. Um, I have enough to, you know, satisfy myself, you know, at least, at least my, um, my expectations of myself and um yeah ultimately again ultimately that was challenged um you know remember one particular ayah let's see a'udhu billahi minashaytan ar-rajim inna dina inna dina islam something along I think it's from Ali Imran or something like that like indeed inna dina inda allahi islam okay inna dina inda allahi islam Indeed, the religion in the sight of Allah is Islam. And so that right there is like, oh, okay. Like, you know, there wasn't really a, I can't, you know, if I want to, you know, be guided, I can't, you know, you know, mess around with, um, with having, well, I can't mess around halfway, you know. I'm just like in tennis, like I wanted to, you know, win matches and get better and whatnot. But, you know, there was a way, there was kind of like a way that I wanted to play. And then a way that my coach was telling me, this is, this is what's going to work. And this was not going to work. And here's why. Um, you know, and just like that, you know, you can't, you can't expect to, to walk off a building and have uh, gravity kind of work with you. You know, you kind of have to work with it. Um, and so that was one of the biggest things that, that, that hit me. Um, that, I guess, you know at that moment, uh, maybe, uh, commit to, to really go, you know, at least accepting, accepting Islam and like officially quote unquote, and then trying to figure out what to do from there was, was that, you know, if I believe it and it says that the religion inside of Allah is Islam, then, you know, what am I going to do? 
you know, I'm not, I'm not going to try to, uh, you know, continue on pretending that, you know, the net's three inches lower or that, you know, I can, I can make the ball clear than that, even though it's, it's not how, that's not how it works. Um, and, but then even after, even after like, you know, accepting Islam, um, you know, there's still the, what to do now. Um, you know, that was still a little, that was still a little fuzzy, I guess, mainly because, you know, I was kind of going at, going at it uh, alone. You know, I didn't really let, I tried to not let anyone know, um, that I became Muslim and, you know, unlike tennis, you know, once, once, once I fit, once I knew what I wanted to do with tennis, I had like a you know, whole lot of people around me that were, um, helping me out, you know, like my coach, family, training partners, even the, even like my opponents, you know, still like there was, it was open. There wasn't any, um, wasn't any, um, mystery or wasn't, there wasn't any, you know, hiding of, of, of what, what, what the, what the situation was. And, you know, one of the things that that looking back i you know definitely should have done to make my make my life easier was you know asking questions and really finding people to bug um I, again i got good at i got you know relatively good at tennis because i bugged my coach constantly and you know that that i guess you no know, i guess there's a parallel because that that happened like 7 years into you know me playing tennis seven eight years into me playing tennis, whereas with uh, with Islam it you know came a couple months a couple months in, um, you know, you know they have you know they have the local MSAs that you know give you you know generic lessons and whatnot, but um, you know everyone had like a different different uh, different feel to it. Everyone had like you know their own. This is this is kind of how you do it. Um, oftentimes you you kind of get into the more spiritual side. Um, but not necessarily kind of being consistent with the religion, you know. That's that's that was one of the things that that I I uh, got away from to accept Islam was this this concept of um, embracing spirituality without really any consideration to whether or not you're doing something that's following guidance. And so, and you know, in tennis, you know, again. You can you can make all this you know fancy schmancy thing on how you know tennis is enlightening and that's kind of like what I, <laughs> almost what I'm doing almost, but um, at the end of the day you know if you're gonna play points if you're gonna if you're gonna play tennis you're gonna be playing points you know you can rally back and forth all you want but at the end of the day one of the big things about tennis is it's a sport and a sport involves some competition and competition involves rules. And through those rules, you, you know, raise the level. Um, and, you know, if, if, if you, you know, if there was, if you don't really care about your level, then if you don't care about the rules, then, you know, you're, you're, I guess you're, you're, you know, playing tennis, quote unquote, but you're not really. And so for me, it was, again, similar experience. You know, um, I knew I wanted to be Muslim and I became Muslim. And now trying to figure out afterwards, okay, what to do now? What, you know, I know, I know I have to pray. I know there's fasting and, um, you know, what else? You know, I had a you know, very vague idea. I know there's something about, something about beards, um, something about, hmm, something about food, I guess. Yeah. You know, eating halal. That's not really, that wasn't really, you know, that big of a thing. 
that's well, not scratch that it kind of was um and i guess another big thing was like yeah relation like relationships you know you know that you can't you know you can't try to you know uh walk the walk the tightrope and expect yourself to to stay clear of zina um so either just you know get off the rope you know and you know build an actual build an actual bridge um and you know bridges aren't built between one person to one person bridges are built from a group to a group or land to a land so it's not like you you know you're trying to reach out to one if, if you want to reach out to to you know someone to marry them and you're trying to reach out to them you know you're not building you're not building a bridge to one person that's a tightrope you know that only fits one person you're building your bridge to their entire you know family i guess so that that's where you know the wali comes in and you know, you, you deal with them before you, before that, you know, you, you deal with, with the rest. Um, but one of the things that, uh, that came up that kind of reminded me of this experience in tennis of this is how you do it. This is how it's going to work. And this is why it's going to work was, uh, there was, um, Mesjid in Queens that, a uh, buddy of mine, um, who you know would, would would ask me every now and then, hey, you want you want to you know come with me to this class and, and this masjid, you know it's a good class, mom's pretty good, and you know I would say oh, I'm not busy, 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 but you know one day you know I decided to come along with them, and you know this was the first time that um, that kind of the how, at least the blueprint of the how was spelled out explicitly, where. You know, the Imam mentioned something along the lines of you have the Quran, you have the Sunnah, as in like you know the practices and whatnot of the Prophet that are related to application of the Quran and the understanding of the Sahaba, as in the Sahaba were the ones who learned directly. I mean that the Hadith, the Sunnah is related, and the Quran is related to us by the Sahaba, and their application of it, their their results of the tarbiyah, the teaching, under the Prophet that gives you a lot more, I guess, breadth uh, to work with um, on how on how it's done. So, it you know, there there wasn't there's no if you ha- if you're not sure about something, you kind of keep it consistent with that, um, and that was like the first time. That I had it kind of spelled out to me the same way it was spelled out to me in tennis. Okay, this is this is how you make it work in tennis. This is how you make it work in Islam. So it, 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 again, and you don't have to like, then like you know un, un, unravel the entire um, you know the entire thread on you know what does that mean. But just having that that kind of principle, you have the Quran, the Sunnah, the understanding of the Sahaba. Or then you know we can add to it the salaf, because again it, it, it's like a it's like a chain of of uh, people involved under the same goal of being consistent with the guidance, and so that made things a lot more clear for me. So I was able to have some, even as a you know brand new person who didn't know much, um, that was a big a big a big thing of, of allow me to you know, observe myself and kind of get an idea, okay, these are the steps I have to make and this these are why I have to make these steps. And just having 
the, the very basics broken down. You know, a person, for example, can, can, can love tennis. They can want to play tennis. They'll take all these lessons, but never really get what's, what's going on. You know, I, I, I've seen people that, like, like, you know, that I teach, um, you know, they, they, all I know, all they know is that they enjoy the sport or they grew up playing with the sport and nothing else, but nothing else really past that. And so I was kind of in a similar situation, uh, the first couple of months after accepting Islam. And then when it was spelled out like for me like that, like, for example, just like, you know, explaining Tarheed, that was, that was a big, like, a, a big thing for me, you know, dealing with, um, Tarheed al-Rubabiyya, um, the Uhuriyya, and, uh, Asma wa Sifat. So understanding this is what Tarheed means, this is, you know, that's, kind of like the, the biggest deal this is what it means this is how it's applied and this is what it looks like when it's in, when it's when it's not applied um it just had had flashbacks of the same thing you know my coach told me this is how you this is how you hit a ball this is what happens when you hit when you hit the ball right this is what happens when you hit the ball wrong and just just see being able to sit down and watch myself and see okay this you know even going back and oh this these are the things that i did in the past that violated Tawheed. And this is why it did. And this is, and, 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 and so I, I, right away, I, I, I can look at myself and say, oh, like, subhanAllah, this is, this is the change I made, this is the change I made uh, in myself after I accepted Islam. And this is why that change is such a big deal. And from there, it gives you a little bit of motivation to, to go forward. Um, that's something, and that's something I appreciate, you know, again, seeing, Seeing lessons the second time, you know, in the in in the end with tennis, you know, I, my original goal of you know being a you know big professional tennis player, you know, had a small drop of success and then kind of eventually faded out. Um, but this, you know, being you know living upon Tarheed, it's it's something that you know again small taste of success at least with accepting Islam, and now, inshallah, I, I, I maintain it. You know, just like, again, like, you know, just because I'm not a professional tennis player doesn't mean I don't appreciate tennis or don't still want myself to do to, to be the best I can whenever I'm on the court. Um, and so, yeah, that, exp- that same experience, learning, learning about at least the very basics. So if nothing else, I at least have some motivation some sort of um resolve to to keep myself firm and steadfast because again even if you know you can you can you can go out into you know a 12 and under tournament you know obviously none of those people at that level are 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 close to you know anything that would even touch a professional level but you can still you can still notice um having the understanding of what of how how they want to do their thing, um, and that's something that, that, that again, where at, at any level, it becomes something that's 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 wonderful to look at. You know, even you know you can see you know a lay, a lay person who, you know, may or may not learn Arabic or in their lifetime, let alone you know all the other, all the other you know books of knowledge and whatnot that that come that come with like formal study. But if nothing else, if they have that. They have that kind of idea of okay, this is how I want to do things. Um, it's it's going to show, you know. Not it's not only it's not enough to just know what you want to do, but to have an understanding of how do you want to do it, 
and then from there, it's it, it just becomes now a matter of um, how well how well you can hold yourself to it. Um, you know, with me, I had a lot. There was a lot of frustration of of I knew what I wanted to do, I knew how I wanted to do it, but then main you know keep myself true to that. Um, and it comes out. It comes down to I guess you can say intangibles. You know, certain you know certain people you can you can see that they're making mistakes, and it's it's pretty easy to see. Okay, either this mistake is due to him not really having the right goal in mind. Um, he's having an improper understanding of how to do it, or there's 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 an intangible. Um, you know, how do you deal with hardship? How do you deal with you know any other existing condition you have? How do you deal with you know your own personality, your own nafs? Um, and so there, there's a lot of, a lot of things that, that come into play, but having at least the first two down pat, you know, and, and you know, tennis for me, it was okay. I knew what I wanted to do with my life in tennis. And I knew I had, you know, some proper instruction of how to get there. What, what criteria to judge myself on whether or not what I'm doing is consistent with that or whether it will help me or not. Um, you know, that, that kind of lesson came again up, um, you know, during my period, you know, going along with, with Islam. You know, I had to wrestle along the, the lines of what do I want to do with my life? You know, I want to be to be guided. And again, sort of Fatiha does does a pretty good, um, it's a good reminder, you know, every time you, you recite that, as long as you're paying attention to what you're saying, you get that. Um and then, how do you want to do it? You know, you want you want you have to you have to stick to the guidance. And this is this was one of the things that that that, that particular Imam um, mentioned as as you know proof of that was from the Shahada when you're saying La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. When you're saying Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the messenger of Allah, then there's there's certain you know implications of that. So there's the first half you're 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 defining tarheed with Allah, and then the second okay how do you, how do you actualize that how do you put that into action, and you know if the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the messenger, then that's kind of what, where you get the message from, you know, and you know part of that was um, that ended up being in sometimes that, that that's also like it's like a harder challenge on people than 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 the first. You know, a person may may understand um, tarheed, but when it comes to implementing it, now you have to wrestle with okay. You know, there's maybe I, I already have an idea or some sort of um, prejudice toward how I want to do things, but now I have to now I have to now wrestle with those and say okay. You know, the Prophet Sallallahu is the one responsible for delivering us the message of how, of of how of how to do this, how to you know go about. Um, actualizing tarheed in our lives, in the public life, private life, um, and how to perform, you know, perform the rights of our religion. Um, and so that, again, from at least from tennis, there's a lot of people that want to be professional tennis players, or you know, they want to have they want to have some 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 goal with it. But uh, you know, a lot of what what causes people to fall out is. You know, at some point or another, they have an idea of what they want to do, uh, of how, or rather how they want to do things, but it's not going to work out for them. For me, I wanted to originally be um, a guy who stands at the baseline, swings as hard as he can, as fast as he can, 
as low as he can and, you know, blast winners left and right um, and just hit big serves and all that um, because that's what I thought was, was what I was seeing on TV. But, you know, that wasn't going to work. You know, my, my you know coach showed me how to, you know, do work with an all-court game. So you're really trying to, to set up your points. You're trying to, um, you know, force your opponent into dilemmas where they have um, – they have to basically choose their poison. You know, they either hit the ball, hit the ball in position that you're you're anticipating it, so you can you know make them move more on the next shot, or they have to go for an open spot, which happens to be a low percentage shot. So statistically, it'll work in your favor, even if they go for that shot and they're making it. As long as they make it, you know, less than you know five out of ten times, then you went you went out of that exchange. And similar thing with Islam, you know. You know what you want to do if you want to worship Allah alone. Um, and also what does that mean to, to, to worship Allah alone? And then how do you do it? How do you, you know, do you want to you know, pray the way you want to pray? Pray or do certain things um, the way you want to do it? Or does it come down to, this is, this is the, the, the guidance of the Prophet Wasallam. These are your quote-unquote lines, your boundaries that you work with. And... You know, if you you can express yourself within those boundaries and use those to to I guess you know raise your overall level, your your overall iman. Um, yeah, so that that's kind of a you know second pass of this thought thingy. Um, otherwise, yeah. If I have any more, I'll I'll throw some out there. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.